This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. This episode is a case study about goals and not about setting goals, about having a relationship with them. See, you don't need a new way to set goals. What you need is a way to have a relationship with the goals that you've got. Because the purpose of the goal is actually not to achieve the result, it's to be appropriate in the moment. It's who you become along the journey to achieving that goal that matters. Here's the thing, and this year is highly reflective of this, we set our goals with the best of intentions and then life throws us curveballs and can at times make it seem impossible to achieve those goals. So what does it look like when times get hard? When you're not sure if you can achieve the goal anymore? What does it look like to stay committed and achieve the goal? The person you're going to meet today is someone that you've met before. We had him on in episode 150 and 185. For those of you who have read the international bestseller, The Miracle Morning, he is the author of The Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod. He's also a personal friend of mine, somebody I got to invest a lot of time with when I was living in Austin. We played volleyball regularly on the weekends. And he's just an all-around great guy. Today's episode is not about The Miracle Morning. It's about Hal's goal of creating the Miracle Morning movie, which he set over six years ago. And the story of how he had to have a relationship with that goal through massive setbacks that far outweigh what you and I probably deal with on a normal year. Pay close attention to his mindset when times got hard, how he stayed committed to his goal. Because I think every single one of us will have a chance to look in the mirror and ask, are we really committed? And are we really willing to do what's required to achieve the things that matter most? If you would like to join us to set your goals and have a relationship with them for the next year, make sure you go to the onething.com slash set my goals. While the virtual goal setting retreat is already passed live, we do have the recordings available through the end of the year, as well as the master course that will walk you through step-by-step how to set those goals and have a relationship with them. You can learn more about that at the onething.com slash set my goals. And if you'd like to learn more about the Miracle Morning Movie, go to MiracleMorningMovie.com. With that, let's get into this episode with best-selling author of The Miracle Morning and The Miracle Equation, Hal Elrod. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Mr. Hal Elrod, good to see you again, my friend. 
how like we just keep seeing each other, whether it's on the volleyball court or you know Zoom or it just I see you. I feel like a lot. Although I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss the volleyball. Dude, I know I can't. I'm, you know, congratulations on Colorado, but I'm you, Austin lost a good man. I'll just say that. I, I appreciate it. Well, you guys, uh, if you guys want to come out, we got it. We got a basement with bedrooms. All right, I'm in. Yeah. All right. So, I love what we're going to talk about today because everybody, I think a lot of people who listen to the show would identify as goal setters, and I think everybody who listens to the show now has heard us talking about. The world doesn't need a new way to set goals. They need a way to have a relationship with them. Meaning once the goal is set, how do you stick with it? When things get hard, when life throws you curveballs, when you start to fall behind, how do you stay in relationship with the goal and ask, how do we get back on track so you actually hit it? You've been on a six-year-long journey of having a relationship with a goal that has mattered to you. But before we can we can go back six years, we have to go back even further. Back in 2012, you published The Miracle Morning, which how many copies are you up to today? 2.5 million, give or take. Yeah. So that's um, which for people who are not in the publishing world, I think the average business book sells like 500 copies because that's all their family and friends will buy. <laughs> <laughs> so to be in the multi million copy zone is, is very rare air. What made you want to go do more? Well, it's, it's really interesting. So in around 2014, one of my good friends, Nick Conadera, was at my house for dinner. And Nick is a filmmaker. He had just made his first feature film, which was like a, a, a you know, kind of millennial comedy called Sharp. And uh, he was asking me how he could get it out there to impact a lot of lives, reach a lot of people. And I said, look, it's a comedy. It's, it's funny. But you know, you've got to really change someone's life if they're going to tell all their friends about it. And that was my advice. I said, why do you make a documentary? And uh, we talked about different ideas. And he came back and said, how about the Miracle Morning documentary? How, why don't we... He goes, there's all these people around the world. that He goes, I see them in the Facebook group. They're, ha- they're changing. Their lives are being changed by this Miracle Morning. And he said, why don't we film their stories and your story of trying to change the world one morning at a time and all these things? And I go, wow, I love that idea. But I'm so busy, like, you know, circle back at some point. And Nick's very persistent. And he kept following up, emailing me, texting me, calling me. And then one day he figured out how to get through to me. And I kept just kind of brushing him off saying, hey, someday, someday. And he called me. He said, Hal, what is your mission with the Miracle Morning? And I I knew he knew the answer. I said, it's to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. Why? He said, what percentage of humanity reads self-help books? And I go, "Uh, like 1%. You know, it's pretty dismal. He said, what percentage of humanity, at least in developing in developed countries, watch movies, turn the TV on, you know, watch, watch moving pictures? And, and I, I knew where he was going. I said, yeah, the other 99%. And, uh, and he said, yeah, if you want to reach humanity, you, you've got to expand the medium from just a book to a film that people can refer to their friends that can have the same impact, but in a much shorter time into a much broader audience. And, and that's how that journey started. For, for people who are not familiar with The Miracle Morning, What's the 20%? So the 20% of the Miracle Morning is it's a morning ritual that combines the six most timeless proven personal development practices in the history of humanity that the world's most successful people have sworn by for centuries into one ritual that you can do anywhere from six minutes a day to 60 minutes a day or or longer if you want to. Most people do about an hour. Um, And uh, yeah, and it's designed to put you in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state first thing in the morning and enable you to become a better version of the person that went to bed the night before so that every single day, 
you get better. And every single day, you're more capable of making your life better. That was very tight. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you've had practice. It's funny. Well, no, it's because you... Yeah, normally I'm much more long-winded than that. But thank you for uh, helping me keep me concise. But see, amazing what happens when you ask, what's the 20%? People get to the heart of it really fast. I was listening. I was like, damn, that was good. Yeah. I actually need to go back and listen to that because normally I give an eight-minute explanation. I need to figure out how the hell I just said that. Thank you, Jeff. You brought out the magic. You're welcome. It's what we do, my friend. Um, and, and walk people through what the savers are so that they have, a, they have some context. Yeah. So the six practices of the Miracle Morning are organized thanks to my brilliant wife. When I was writing the book, she gave me the idea. She goes, why don't you use a thesaurus and come up with words that would represent these six practices and form them into an acronym that people could remember? And I was like, you know, they, thank you. You're, you're my brilliant muse, aka wife. And uh, she, uh, so, so the, the savers are silence. That's your meditation or prayer. The A is for affirmations. And if, you know, we can talk about that if we need to in terms of uh, statements that affirm what you're committed to, why it's meaningful to you, and which specific actions you'll take to achieve those things. So that by affirming that every day, you align your subconscious, your conscious, and your behaviors to direct you toward any goal that you set. The V is for visualization which the world's greatest athletes swear by that practice. And there's a reason for that. It's about rehearsing yourself, performing at a peak state each and every day in the activities that matter most to move you toward your most important goals. The, the E in savers is for exercise. You don't have to go to the gym in the morning, but it's about getting your heart rate up, getting that blood and oxygen to your brain so that you think clearer, you have better ability to focus and you have more energy throughout the day. The R in savers is for reading. You know, and it's not rocket science, but you know, you're you're one book away from transforming your marriage, your finances, your business, your health, happiness, any area of your life. And then the final S in savers is for scribing, which, as my good friend JP Sears says, is a pretentious word for writing. Uh, but I needed an S for the savers acronym, of course. So that's your journaling, right? And the, the magic, the power that comes, the clarity that you gain when you put pen to paper when you type out the words that are on your mind and you clarify your thinking. And so for me, I journal every day really simply, what are the top three things I'm grateful for that day? And I really go deep and I feel that. I experience that gratitude in a way that enriches my mental and emotional well-being. And then I always look at my to-do list of you know, 10, 15, 20, sometimes 50 things. And I ask myself, what are the top one, two, or three? Of course, ideally one. What's the number one thing on the list today that will move me forward and make the biggest impact toward my goals. And, and that clarity in that scribing practice is, is invaluable. And the last thing I'll say is any one of those six practices is transformative. But as Robert Kiyosaki uh, said to me after he had read The Miracle Morning and interviewed me on his show, he said, Hal, uh, when you do all six of those practices, it literally creates miracles in your life. And so those are the sabers. Yeah. And and if people want to go deeper into what the Miracle Morning is, we had you on in episode 150, where we talked about it. And in 185, we talked about your your next book, The Miracle Equation. So you guys can go back and listen to those episodes if you want more context. Uh, The purpose of this episode is to talk about your journey to having a relationship with your goal of turning the book into a movie. Because your original vision was that you guys would create the movie in how long? <laughs> my, my, our director, my director, Nick Conadera, said one year. One year. How many years in are you now? <laughs> it's been a little over six. Okay. Um, has life thrown you some curveballs along the way, by chance? 
Uh, that yeah, that curveball is definitely an understatement. Yeah. Okay. So, folks, that's the purpose of this episode: is we all set goals every single year, and it just seems like year after year after year, people say, "Oh, well, this happened, um, and I wasn't able to get it done." We're going to dive deep into what happened in Hal's life over the last six years and how he actually had the relationship with his goal to the point where the premiere of the movie is actually right around the corner. It'll be on uh, 12-12 of 2020. If you guys would like to learn more about the movie and support Hal, you can go to Miracle Morning Movie.com and that'll be in the show notes and the description below as well. Hal, let's, let's... Go back in time to Nick reaches out to you. He says, "Hey, you're you're never going to actually achieve your your mission if you don't take it from self help book format to film format." What did you guys start doing? How did you start developing the movie? So what was interesting is Nick had only made he's been making feature films since he was a kid, you know, or since he was 13 years old, but never a documentary, right? So meaning he was familiar with writing a script directing characters, right? But right, a documentary was new. So it was literally, while he was a filmmaker, you know, so it was very new for me. I had no experience. It was still a new experience for him. And so we really started bouncing ideas off of each other of what the film might be. And the first thing I said is I said, Nick, look, the book has been so successful at getting people to actually do the Miracle Morning, which is what I care about. I don't want to just entertain people. I want to change their life. And so I said, Let's not, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Let's stay as close to the book as we can and turn the book into a movie. He said, okay, that's, that's, that's check, check box number one. And, um, and then we thought, well, what else can we do? And Nick's idea was, hey, there are all these people in the movie that have had, or these people in the Miracle Morning community that have had these amazing results from the Miracle Morning. Let's feature their inspiring stories. The last piece of it was, hey, I said, Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, is a huge fan of The Miracle Morning. If we could get Robert in the movie, and I think, I think there's a chance we could, then we could you know, kind of name drop Robert and reach out to other you know, successful influencers and visionaries and leaders and athletes and whomever and, and potentially get them in the movie. And what, how cool would that be if we showed the morning routines of some of the world's most successful people? Um, and so that was the original uh, vision for the film. You started going down the road of actually shooting it. Yeah. Life got in the way. Yeah. What happened? So we were two and a half years into production. And, you know, we had filmed Robert Kiyosaki and, you know, Brendan Burchard and Mel Robbins, author of The Five Second Rule. Um, uh, Layla Ali, Muhammad Ali's daughter, who herself is an 18-time undefeated world champion boxer. Uh, best-selling author Robin Sharma. So we, we, had, we, we, had, we were on the journey and the film was coming uh, into its own. And then I woke up one night and I couldn't breathe. And over the next few weeks, I had my lung drained, uh, I think seven times, 11 liters of fluid. Uh, Then my heart was failing. My kidneys were failing. The doctors could not figure out what was wrong. And finally, after I had been to many hospitals, we ended up at a cancer specialist in uh, uh, Houston, Texas. And I was diagnosed with a very rare aggressive form of cancer, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which has a 30% survival rate, 20 to 30%, you know, which is a 70% chance that I was going to die. And that, you know, being, especially being a father, you know, I had, my daughter was seven years old at the time, my son was four. And that was this this most terrifying thing in my life to be told, hey, you're, you're most likely going to die in the next few weeks and leave your children without a father and your, your wife without a husband, of course. And 
So I called Nick from the hospital bed and I just let him know. I said, hey, buddy, I've got some crazy news. I was diagnosed with cancer. And anyone that knew me, I'm a pretty healthy individual. So people were kind of surprised. And I said, I have cancer. It's It's a very aggressive form of cancer. They literally are starting me on chemo today. Uh, this has a 20 to 30% survival rate. So right now, my one thing is to live for my family. And so the movie is on hold. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't even... I just It's on hold indefinitely. I don't know what's going to happen with it. And at that point, right, Jeff, I didn't care about... Like, I'm like, I don't care about a movie. I just, I just don't want to die. I just want to stay alive for the kids and, and my wife. And Nick had a different vantage point being a filmmaker who saw that he was filming my story. A big part of this movie was... you know, I was this, the central character, I guess sharing this Miracle Morning message. And so he called me back and he said, Hal, hey, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you know, I've been filming your journey of changing millions of lives one morning at a time. And he said, this is a crucial part of your story. And he said, I, if you're okay with it, he said, number one, I want you to know, I believe you're going to beat this. So I have no doubt in my mind, you're going to beat this cancer. He said, but number two, I, I would like to film the journey. I would like to film you beating this cancer. And if you're okay, I'd like to come down to the hospital with my camera. And I was a little taken aback, you know, I'm going, you know, my mind is not there. I'm going, I, I don't, I don't care about the movie, you know? And um, I said, well, let me talk to my wife and, and we'll, we'll, I'll get back to you. And I talked to Ursula and talked to my family and everybody said, you know, that they were kind of impartial. They go, it's, it's your decision, Hal. And so I just, I let Nick, you know, I said, oh, yeah, Nick, you, I trust you, whatever you want to do. And so, you know, for the eight months that I was battling cancer and I was, you know, I, I did 650 hours of chemotherapy during eight months because it's such an aggressive form of cancer. It's one of the most intensive chemotherapies regimens known to man. And it's most people die from the, or not most, but many die from the chemo before they die from the cancer, right? So Nick was there and, and I'm so grateful he was because the movie is so much different now than originally planned. The first hour is the same. The first hour is you're seeing you know, all of these amazing transformations. You're seeing the, the, you know, some of the world's most successful people share their morning routines. It's like this behind the scenes peak in their homes. It's really intimate. It's really cool. But then at the one hour mark of the movie, all of a sudden, it takes this dramatic turn. And now you're watching you know, me as the, the, the main character of this, you know, this documentary. And I'm literally fighting for my life. And with what's going on in the world right now, I just feel like this film is coming out at the perfect time because um, you know, people need... I think that what it's become now is this, this living proof of how no matter what is going on in your life, in the world, you are in control of how you think, how you feel, and what you do, and ultimately, therefore, the quality of your life. And you, know, you see me at my lowest point you know, going through it optimistically and, 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 and with create courage and faith and all of these things that I think everybody can use more of right now. I think we need to, to give the spoiler alert. You're I still, made it. You're, you're, you're here. I lived. Yeah. You yeah. did. Okay. I mean, when you're watching um, the movie, I've had friends tell me, they're like, I know you, like, I know you beat it, but they're like, when I'm watching the movie, I literally find myself going, oh my gosh, is he going to make it? And I go, wait a minute. I, I talked to hell yesterday. <laughs> so. Here's what I want to unpack because every person listening to this has set goals. And every person listening to this knows what it feels like to have life throw you a curveball that makes it either challenging to achieve the goal or you perceive it's impossible. Walk me through your mindset and and how you had the relationship with this goal. 
It, it, honestly, I would reference our last conversation. You know, we talked about the miracle equation, which this for me, uh, the miracle equation, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a book, but it's a, based on a philosophy that I've lived by for 20 years. And it's how every goal I've accomplished, these are the two decisions that I have made repeatedly in order to accomplish these goals. And I have found if you study the world's most successful individuals in any walk of life, these are the two fundamental decisions that they live by. They don't make them once. They make them every day when they wake up and they have to remake them You know, every time they face a challenge. And the two decisions, the first one is unwavering faith. And the second one is extraordinary effort. So it's about maintaining unwavering faith that you can overcome any challenge thrown your way. Unwavering faith in your ability to stay committed to the goal for as long as it takes. You know, you mentioned earlier, our, our goal was to make the movie in one year. And it, took, it wasn't done after a year. It wasn't done after two or three or four or five. It took, it's taken over six years to finish the films. So that unwavering faith, you've got to maintain that. And that replaces fear. See, most of us live in fear. And, and for a lot of us, it's what we don't even get out the gate because we're afraid that we don't have what it takes to reach the goal. You have to replace that fear with unwavering faith that you can accomplish anything that you commit to accomplish. There's nothing that can stop you except for you. And really, the only variable is timing. You know, you might set a one-year goal and it takes you two or three or four or six. Um, that second decision. So that was the first decision, unwavering faith. And by the way, to be really clear, Jeff, I use the Miracle Morning every day during my cancer journey. And you know, I haven't stopped doing the Miracle Morning for the last 12 years. And I use the affirmations in particular. I had an affirmation that articulated my unwavering faith. I said, I'm committed to beating cancer and living to be 100 plus years old alongside Ursula and the kids no matter what, there's no other option. And, and that's a formula, by the way, that affirmation formula, you take I, your goal. I am committed to blank, insert your goal, no matter what, there's no other option. And that for me, having that in writing every day, whenever I felt fear, and, and it, I felt it every, you know, almost every day. It was like, what if I die? Like, really, I have to play that out. I, all the optimism in the world might not beat this cancer, right? I, I don't know. And so every day I was faced with moments of fear and self-doubt and I would pull out my phone and pull out my affirmations and I would recite that. Nope, not, I'm, not, I'm not living in fear. I am committed to beating cancer and living to be 100 years old alongside Ursula and the kids, no matter what, there's no other option. And I repeated it so many times that eventually there was no more fear. It was just living in that space of faith. For you who's listening to this, I want you to compare how Hal viewed his commitment to his goal to the commitment that you have to your goal right now. Think about a goal that matters to you. If you need to pause the episode, do it. Is it a something you'd like to achieve? Something you feel like you need to achieve? Or something you will achieve. You must achieve it. There is no other option. I mean, Hal, even hearing you say that, that gave me a real gut check on some of the goals that I say I've committed to. <laughs> it's not on the level that you've just described, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's... Uh, I, I, I would say that you know, it was the life and death matter that, that forced that commitment, but it's actually, that's not true. Um, and, and, I, and I say that because 
I started practicing the miracle equation when I was 20 years old, or maybe it was 21. And um, I think it was 20. And because I had lived that affirmation formula, very simple, right? I am committed to blank no matter what, there's no other option. Very simple. But when you when you live that, when you say it over and over with resolve, when you feel it, when you embody it, you become it and you become that commitment. And then the only end result is that you're going to reach that goal because there's no other option. You're fully committed. And I had practiced that for 20 years in every goal, the Miracle Morning book, you know, reaching a million people. That was a goal I was committed to no matter what, there was no other option. You know, now with the movie, I'm doing it again. But um, but the point is, right, is that I had conditioned that for 20 years. And 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 I, I always say I love Jim Rohn's philosophy. And I think you know, you you're you and I are on the same page with this, that the purpose of a goal is not to hit the goal. The purpose of a goal is who you become in that process. And if you maintain unwavering faith that you can achieve the little goals that you set, and then the bigger ones, and then the bigger ones, and then the life and death ones, right? It's just who it becomes who you are. You become someone that's committed to doing whatever it takes to achieve your goals, no matter what, there's no other option. And you become someone that's unstoppable. I've got to imagine how being in your shoes, going through what you were going through, I can actually visualize your unwavering faith. I can visualize the extraordinary effort that you must have put in. Life didn't stop there. Another curveball came. Yeah. uh, Right after I was diagnosed with cancer, a few months later, I guess, how many months into it? Maybe four months into cancer, uh, our producer, the producer of the Miracle Morning uh, documentary, uh, Teresa Larico, she on Easter Sunday she was hit by a bus and walking with her dog, hit by a bus with her dog. Um, the dog was fine. She was laying in a pool of blood under the bus and uh, and rushed to the hospital. You know, broke a lot of bones, nearly died, went through some major injuries. And uh, if, yeah, if it wasn't enough that I, you know, that I had cancer. Now our producer's hit by a bus and she was, and she was helping create the film. She was doing a lot of the filming and a lot of the shoots and all of this. And, uh, and then her and I were, you know, coordinating stuff for the movie while we're in each, we're both in our hospital beds. And the other thing that was really interesting is we did our miracle morning every day. In fact, she was more diligent than me. She had on her whiteboard, the sabers with check boxes next to it. And her nurses, she gave them the assignment of they had to hold her accountable to do her miracle morning, do her savers every single day. That was a big part of her recovery. But yeah, so I, I, I'm, I've got cancer. She's hit by a bus and we, we got to find a way to finish this movie. Knowing everything that you went through, knowing everything that she went through, you fast forward, movie's done. Yeah. It's coming out. Yeah. 12-12-2020, miraclemorningmovie.com. I want you to now put yourself in the shoes of the person who's listening to this, the person who does set goals, the person who's learning how to have the relationship with their goals, what advice would you give them so that they actually have a thriving relationship and they achieve the goals? I think that it's you've got to, like any good relationship, you've got to nurture it every single day. For me, that's what my miracle morning is. Is my miracle morning is really centered around my goals. You know, I, I have affirmations for my family, and you know, as a dad, and and in my marriage, and in in my business, and for my health, I've got right every area of my life. I've got goals, and every area of my life, the miracle morning, those savers, those six practices, they support my goals. And I kind of, you could say, I filter my goals through the savers. So if you're listening to this, you've got to, even if it's as, as simple as having the goals in writing, having the reasons why in writing, having the actions in writing. That's the affirmation formula that I live 
right? Step one is what am I committed to? Step two, is it meaningful for me or why is it even you know crucial for me? And step three, what are the specific actions I'm committed to taking and when will I take those actions? Those three simple steps is how I create an affirmation for every one of my goals. And by reading that affirmation every single day, I'm nurturing that relationship. I'm reminding myself that I am committed no matter what. Just like I'm committed to my marriage, no matter what. I'm reinforcing why is this so meaningful to me that I am willing to do whatever it takes? What are the benefits? What's the payoff? Why is this crucial for me to follow through with? And then the third step is I'm reaffirming the specific actions that I must take in order to make the goals the goal a reality and when I will take those actions. And when I simply follow that simple, basic formula, I'm nurturing and strengthening that relationship and I'm embodying who I need to be to achieve every goal that I set. As you're sharing that, you're describing, I'm thinking about a lot of the people in our Living Your One Thing community and so many of them, the relationship with their goal started with something as simple as checking their 411 before they checked their email. As like you, we, at your event when, we, when I spoke and showed the 411, like just the idea of having your goals in front of you and just checking what your goals were before you go and see what everybody else has waiting for you in the inbox on the smallest scale can make a huge difference. Yours, you know, you've got your, your habits and your routines down to the point that uh, you've made it your own as well. For, for somebody who's interested in learning more about the movie, um, first, they can start by going to miraclemorningmovie.com. What can they expect? So the... Well, first of all, on the world premiere, the date 12-12-2020, we're, we're watching it live. It'll be with tens of thousands of people around the world. Uh, and we're, it's a lot more than just the movie. It's a full experience. So you're going to get to watch the hour and 40-minute documentary, which I really believe it will immediately shift your mindset in a way that you get to take control of your life, both internally in terms of how you feel, how you think, what you focus on, and externally in terms of how you behave. It's going to give you that miracle morning ritual. It's also going to show you the morning routines of some of the world's most successful visionaries, entrepreneurs, and leaders, right? And getting that peek behind the curtain is invaluable in and of itself. You're also going to get a miracle morning implementation training that will immediately follow the movie. And I did that because I thought, Somebody watches the movie, they they might not, you know, have the step by step. Okay, well, what do I do tomorrow? Like I've got the big picture, but what do I do tomorrow? So I do an implementation training that's both for new folks that have never done the miracle morning, as well as advanced tips for people that are already doing it. Um, and then we follow it up with a live QA. You can ask me any questions that you want. My director will be on, the film team will be on. And then we're launching right away a brand new 30-day miracle morning challenge for everybody that's at the movie. So all of that comes you know, with your ticket um, that you can get at miraclemorningmovie.com. And, and the last thing I want to say is the Miracle Morning mission has evolved. Originally, it was, you know, let's change a million lives one morning at a time. And, and that happened. And then the community grew to millions of people that are, that are doing this every day. And now our mission is to elevate the consciousness of humanity, one person and one morning at a time. And that is, this film is the next step in that evolution. And I believe that humanity, that our society needs it now more than ever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Hal, first, thanks so much for the impact that you have made over the last decade plus. And also just for your friendship, man. I've, I've, I've loved being in a relationship with you. You too, brother. Well, there you have it, my conversation with my good friend, Hal Elrod. I don't know about you, 
But this episode was a chance for me to look in the mirror and consider the goals that I've set for this year and really consider my level of commitment to them. As I date my goals going into the next year, I'm going to ask the question, which are the ones that no ifs, no ands, no buts, no matter what, there is no other option, I will achieve this. We've seen this year after year of facilitating these retreats and engaging with those of you in living your one thing. You don't have to achieve all of your goals to have a great year. It could really come down to just one. Think about it. If in the next year you really transformed your finances, (laughs) would it be a great year? For many people, that answer is yes. If all you did in the next year was truly invest and have an extraordinary relationship with that one person, would it make the year a win? For a lot of us, that's yes. We don't have to achieve every goal. We can start by achieving one that really matters. Learning how to have a relationship with it because then the next year, are you more likely to have a relationship with two? You bet. And would you the next year be more likely to have a relationship with three goals? You bet. And over time, you become the type of person who sets big goals, has a relationship with them and achieves them. That's what this is all about, folks. And we invite you to go on the journey with us. If you were not able to join us live for the virtual goal setting retreats we facilitated this year, the recordings are available as is the actual master course. You can get those at theonething.com slash set my goals. And we hope that if this episode brought value to you, that you will support Hal by going to miraclemorningmovie.com. If this episode has brought value to you, please consider sharing it with someone. Make sure you are subscribed so that all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device of choice. And please consider leaving us a rating and review. It genuinely helps us reach more people and fulfill our mission, which is to help you better invest your time by having a relationship with your goals so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode. 